Okay, this is by far one of my most favorite episodes and most definitely one of my favorite guests. Yes, I admit I am a fan of Josh Forty and his work and his podcast. Like I listen to it quite a lot, especially on Facebook when it pops up while I'm working and it usually derails me from my work, but I also always get some awesome information from his podcast. So I'm really excited about this episode. Uh, Josh delivered a lot of value. I, I can safely say he over delivered. So yeah, I'm excited about you. Uh, before we dive into the episode, though, quick few things. First one, I'm releasing new interviews like this with some epic people uh, who are six, seven and eight figure earners, affiliate marketers, marketers and online entrepreneurs. And I try to dive deep into their mindset, the strategies they were using, tactics, hacks, tips and tricks um, that made them actually as successful as they are. And I try, try to deliver that on silver platter to you so that you may implement that in your own business. Now, also, every Tuesday, I'm releasing SoloCast episodes where I'm sharing my own journey, uh, the struggles I've had, the wins I've had, the strategies that I'm employing and that I think are the best that you may employ as well. Anyways, uh, that was long way of me saying subscribe, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, jokes aside, seriously, if you don't want to miss any of this awesome content, I would definitely advise you to subscribe and to leave a review on Apple if you're listening, it really helps the show grow. Two more quick things and we'll dive right into the episode. First one is I'm still running a giveaway with Jacob's episode. You can, it's like two episodes before this one, I think it's number 71 or two. Just check it out, episode with Jacob Carries. I'm running a giveaway, listen to the episode and see how you can be eligible to to win some awesome prizes with basically no work on your part. And one last thing, if you haven't already, go at Affiliate uh, Marketing Elite. It's the free Facebook group that I'm running and it's gonna be rebranded. It's gonna be awesome. I have ton of exciting things in store for it. We're about to hit 200 members and we're about to grow even more. So if you wanna, connect with more like-minded people, learn so, some more awesome stuff and earn some money while, while you're at it. Uh, go again, Affiliate Marketing Elite, join us. And in the meantime, listen to this epic episode with Josh Forty. Welcome back. You're listening to Affiliate Journey and I'm your host, Mildrag Milenkovic. Today, I have one of the most special guests on the podcast. I am super honored to bring him on. Um, I've been wanting to do this interview for quite a while and thanks to the traffic secrets, I now do have the time So and the pleasure. So help me in welcoming Mr. Josh Forty. Welcome, brother. Awesome having you here. What's yeah, man. What's up? Good to, or good to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for this. And uh, yeah, thanks for getting the traffic secrets book, dude. <laughs> yeah, like when I saw that last bonus, I was like, dude, I'm buying even five books if I need to. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm getting that interview done. So, Love it. 
Yeah, I mean, I assume a lot of people already know you, but just in case, let's go briefly over your background story and why did you choose to work online? Why do you not? Why did you not do some corporate job or something like that? Yeah, for sure. So um, I got started into the online marketing space about four years ago. And in fact, affiliate marketing was my first way I ever made money online outside of selling $5 shout outs on Instagram. So um, I, uh, you know, I had a good job actually, before I started working here, I sold life and health insurance to um, businesses. So a lot of rejection, a lot of no's, but like, it wasn't a bad job. I had a company car uh, that I drove around. And I mean, I didn't make great money, but like the, the insurance game, like it takes five or six or seven years to build up relationships with people. And then once you're there, you're kind of set. I mean, a lot of people really like love getting into insurance. And so when I left that and I left the job that I had, it surprised a lot of people. And I think for me, it was like, first off, I wanted to be my own boss. Like I knew that. Right. And like not in the cliche that like I hated everyone else and like everything like that. But like, I just knew that I wasn't really a good employee, right? Like I knew that I just worked better for myself. And then secondly, I wanted to be able to have the freedom to go where I wanted to go. And not, not from even like a vacation standpoint, but like, I didn't like the fact that I, like if I lived in Indiana and I wanted to move to Texas, that I couldn't do that without finding a new job down there and being, you know, behold of that. And so for me, like entrepreneurship where I was like, I get to answer to myself and I can live wherever I want to live and I can move whenever I want to move. Like that was super attractive to me. And so I, I got into the online marketing space by, you know, going on Google and typing in how to make money online. And then I, you know, that led me down the rabbit hole of getting ads. And then I bought a course and then, you know, one thing led to the next, but, uh, yeah, so that's kind of like my backstory of how I got into this, uh, started on the Instagram platform grew an agency with a business partner of mine. Um, we grew and managed about yeah, between three and 4 million followers together, uh, him and I. And then after I sold that, I did a lot of consulting and agency work, um, for other online businesses. And, um, now I, you know, the thing that I focus on now, the thing that I'm best at is I grow profitable audiences for, for companies. And we've grown and managed about 6 million followers on social media. We've done just over $3 million in uh, cash collected for our clients. Um, and, uh, we just did, well, this year alone, we've done over 500,000 uh, collected for clients. And that all of that is with zero dollars in ad spend. We've not, not spent a dime on uh, any of that. Um, I'm not against paid advertising. I just, I never had to use it. So that's kind of my backstory. I love it. And something came to mind, like I was interviewing Ben Oberg. I don't know if you know the guy. Oh yeah. What's that? Yeah. I, lo I love Ben. He's awesome. Yeah. He's awesome. Like I just released an episode with him and he also had like background in sales, not insurance, but he was a car salesman. So yeah. one of the things I love to preach about is that one of the most important skills we can cultivate is actually sales. So hundred million percent. You think like how, how important you think it is and should, should people focus on it? Like, especially the majority of audience are affiliate marketers. Uh, how still you think sales are important to them as well? And yeah. why, why did you, I know you have also, I think sales course or something I was listening yeah, to. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So on sales, it was like really good one. So could you give us a bit deeper insight on that? Yeah, for sure. So the, the thing about sales is like people, people think of sales as having to do with money and like, 
sales is simply the exchange of goods or services, right? It's like, Hey, I agree to give you my cow for my wagon, right? Okay. That's a sale, right? I agree to give you cash for a course. That's a sale. Well, sale is anytime where you're negotiating a deal back and forth and there's an agreement that takes place. You agree upon something that's, that's a sale. And so when I tell people, I'm like sales is single handedly most, the most important, most valuable uh, subject that I think you can learn and master. It's for two reasons. One, and we'll take this first from the entrepreneurial standpoint. Like if you know how to sell things, you will never run out of cash, right? I, I have a shirt on right now that says cash flow king, right? And it's because like I believe like if, if you know how to produce cash, you can take risks, right? Like uh we're in the middle of the coronavirus right now. I'm uh, you know, like everybody's 20 million 20 million people are out of work right now. And I am going and I just hired a full-time operations manager that we're bringing on. I just hired a Facebook ads person, right? My, my bottom line just went up $10,000 a month. Why am I able to do that? It's because I know how to sell. It's not, I literally know how to produce cash. And so when I know how to do that, I can put people in place to do just about anything else, right? But like, if crap hits the fan and stuff goes wrong, if I don't know how to sell things, if I don't know how to produce cash, I'm, I'm not going to be willing to take risks, nor should I, because you're, it's not a very good position to power. So first off, like that reason. The second thing is, is that the overarching thing about sales is communication. And sales, the better you understand humans is the better you are at sales. So like when I say learn sales, I really mean like learn about how humans interact, learn about how humans think, how they make decisions. Not only when you learn sales, do you learn about your customer and how to sell things? You learn about yourself. You learn about the customer. You learn about how people think and you better your overall life because now you know how to avoid conflict. Now you know how to put conflict out. Now you know how to go, oh, that person wants this. I can't have it, but this person does. And even if it's not in a business sense, like even if you're not an entrepreneur, selling is the, the, the art of deal striking, the art of negotiating, making people happy, creating win-win scenarios. And so when you know how to do that, your entire life gets easier. And like, I was a really, like, I did not have a lot of money growing up, right? Like, and, and I did not have a lot of money once I moved out, like even less. And I was broke and I struggled until I learned how to sell. My first mentor I ever invested in was a sales mentor. Because once you understand that, like you say, okay, well, what about affiliate marketers? Affiliate marketers are salespeople. Marketers are salespeople, right? If you understand how people think, okay, you might not be having a face-to-face -face conversation with them, but you are still selling them an affiliate product. And when you present that affiliate product in a way that they can understand, that is selling. And so the better you get at sales, the more money you're going to make, the more your audience is going to love you, and the better you're going to understand what to offer people because you're going to understand people better. I love that. I love that. And if you were to give us like two or three tips, like your top tips on sale, I heard all five on the episode, but yeah, for, yeah. People, for people not listening, like if you were to give them a couple of tips that they should focus on, maybe also a tip where they can learn it, where maybe resource or of some kind, like what would you recommend yeah. people do? A great question. So, um, we'll start with the, the sales tips, right? So <laughs> I, I did my five, I just did a podcast episode about it, right? The, the, my top five sales tips. I'll t pick my favorite three out of those. The first thing that you have to remember, all right, is when you are, when you are on a sales call, you are 
there to serve. You are there to listen and you're there to understand your customer. All right. When I teach sales and I've learned from Grant Cardone and Oren Claff and Ryan Stuman and you know, every other salesperson, you, Brian Tracy, like you, like you name it, like I've read the sales books and um, you know, understand that I had, um, the former FBI, a hostage negotiator now, never uh, never split the difference. difference. Yeah. Had him on my podcast. Right. So like I've learned from a lot of really cool salespeople. Right. And yeah, go listen to the episodes back in season one. Every one of them agrees. You've got to shut up and you've got to listen because when you listen, you control the conversation. Whoever is talking in a, in a sales call, that's the person giving up information. And whoever being quiet is the one that's getting information. And that's the person that controls the sale conversation because you get to control the questions, right? So what I do is I will go and on a sales call, the first thing I'll do is I'll just take control of the conversation. I'll, I'll say, hey, here's how it's going to go. They agree. And then I say, okay, now tell me about your business. Tell me about where you're at currently, right? And so the, my, my number one piece of advice, well, and this is actually number two in the scenario, but it's like a top sales tip is when you're on sales calls, shut up and listen. I only talk about 30% of the time on my sales calls. And when I, the reason I do that is because now I get all the information that I need to basically you know, okay, this person is ready for me to sell. Okay, this person is good for this offer or not, right? I don't sell people if they're not a good fit for my offer. And so I, I might have two or three offers. And so I got to figure out what's going to be the best offer for them. If I, I don't have a good one, then I can tell them, hey, I'm not a good fit for you. And you, you know, you can move on. But like, you won't know any of that information unless you get, get that information, which is done by listening. So the number one sales tip that I give people is shut up and listen. The second piece that goes right along with that is like, okay, now I'm listening. What am I listening for? Right? Like, what am I trying to learn? What am I trying to get after? And so the the framework or the the structure of a call that I follow is like, okay. and, And we call this the CGSC method. The CGSC method is command control, which is takes 30 seconds to a minute. It's just like command control of conversation, show you're in control here, lay out the format of the conversation and say, this is how it's going to go. And then you go to, to G, see G, G is gather, gather the needed information. And then we'll, we'll get to S and C here in a second. During that gather phase, what you're trying to do is you're trying to paint a picture. You're painting a picture for them. You're saying, hey, where are they currently at? And you want to get them to admit that. And then you got to get them to admit where they want to be. And then your job is to come in there and place your offer and show them how your offer will get them from point A to point B, right? Because they don't know that. And so what I do is I'll go and, and on sales is, you know, let's say you and I were talking, I would say, okay, like, tell me about your business. I sell, you know, business services, customer acquisition and, and growth services, right? So I'm like, hey, tell me about your business. They'll be like, okay, here's where we are. And I go, okay, like, how much money are you making every month? What is your biggest problem? What is your, what are you frustrated about? Right? Why? And I get them to verbally say it. There's this emotional attachment that happens, right? Like when you say something out loud, it becomes real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like you get that person to say it out loud and now all of a sudden it's out there and they, they have to like face that demon of like, I'm in pain right now. I want this to change. And then once I get super, super clear on that, I go and I say, okay, now where is it that you want to be? Like imagine 12 months from now, What's that dream look like? What desire, what emotions, what things are you after? And then they tell me, man, I want this and I want to be at this revenue amount. I want to get this many customers and I want these systems in place and I'd like this. And now I have a super, super clear vision. And then I ask them, why? Why do you want to be there? And then that wraps it in emotion. They start to tell me, well, it's because it's their family or they're trying to, you know, impress a girl or they're trying to look, whatever, right? Like whatever it is that they're after. And so now I have this clear vision of where they're at, where they want to be, and the emotion behind what is driving them. And now all I have to do is go, what one of my products over here is going to be the best fit to help them get there? 
And then I come in and I tell them the story about how this product comes about. And now they, now they see the vision of here to here. Now, keep in mind, the same thing is true in affiliate marketing. All right. So step number one is shut up and listen if you're on a sales calls. All right. If you are, if you are um, an affiliate marketer and you're not making sales, I would say shut up and stop pitching for two seconds and go ask your customers questions. Run surveys. If you have a Facebook group, ask them, you know, like what are their biggest struggles? What are their biggest pain points? Right. We do surveys in my business at least once a month, at least. Because I'm getting data back from my customers of like, okay, what are they struggling with? What's not making sense? Like, I got to know. That's my feedback from them, right? And then I go and I get that information back and I adjust my messaging. I change my emails. I, I restructure my offers. And then I go back out to them and I give them exactly what it is that they need. Okay? So shut up and listen. And then second, get them to admit where they are in pain, paint a picture of the future, and then show how your product connects those dots. You can do the exact same thing with affiliate marketing. You know, whenever we do launches, we do a five-day challenge. Day number one, we talk about the pain that they're in. Day number two, we talk about the future desire of like where they want to be. Day number three, we talk about what's holding them back. Day number four, we talk about what, who is affected by it if you don't change. Are you affected? Are your employees affected? Are your wife and kids affected? Are you, what, who is affected if you don't make the change? And then day number five, I come in and I present my solution and I say, here, Here's a solution that can go. And now they're like, okay, I'm in pain. I know where I want to go. I know what's holding me back. I know what's going to happen if I don't change anything. This is a, a good decision. And that's how we do it. And that's all done through email, right? That's all done through trainings and content. So even if you're not on the sales call, you can have that conversation with somebody. That makes sense? It really does. Uh, I love it. I, I always say like, in my opinion, like three core skills are sales, marketing, and brand, and that is audience building. That's how I look at things. Like in affiliate marketing, but I also think in business, like even if you run your own business, you still need to learn sales, marketing, and you should have an audience. So let's cover a bit of marketing. You gave us a lot of on sales. So what are your marketing tips and what is your marketing experience overall uh, in your journey so far? Yeah, for sure. So real quick, just back on the sales thing. One more quick thing. If you guys, so I have a, I have a guide, a free guide. I don't even think there's any upsells or anything on it. It's just completely free, um, which is called the ultimate sales framework. And basically it breaks down my CGSC method. It breaks down the three parts of the sales process. It, it's like a 60 or 70 page long guide. It's like super detailed, hundred percent for free. If you go to salesandmindset.com slash free sales guide, salesandmindset.com slash free sales guide. You can get that 100% for free. Okay. And you can find it on affiliatejourney.co slash Josh. So all the Perfect. links, everything we mentioned will be in the show notes. Awesome, man. I appreciate that. Okay. So marketing, the way I, in my head, the way that I go about like differentiating um, marketing and sales is this. Sales is selling one-on-one, -on -one, right? Like, like the psychology is, is the same one to many, one to sales, but sales is typically you're talking to one specific person. Whereas marketing is you are kind of like going out to the masses, you're making your name known, you're making your products known, and you're trying to pull out the people that could be your right customers to get them into your sales process. And like, I know like, yes, technically, if you send an email to a thousand people and you're selling them, that's technically is one to a thousand, but like you're having this personal conversation with them, right? But with marketing, you're going out there and, and you are, you're 
getting your name out there, you're getting your products out there and you're trying to attract the right people by going into their space and like being like, Hey, we're over here. Come get our stuff. Right. And so with marketing, I, I mean, I think this is important with sales as well, but specifically with marketing, you have to be able to tell a really good story. And it's all about the storyline and the messaging and, and like the mission and the why behind what you do. Because right now there's, there's I mean, think about how many clothing companies are out there right? There's thousands and thousands and thousands of clothing companies. Why is Nike like cream of the crop, huge, like the go-to brand for clothing? Is it because they have the best clothes? Well, no. I mean, like they, they have good clothes. It's probably pretty high end, but I bet you there's better quality or longer lasting clothes, right? So maybe some military clothes or some more expensive clothes like Louis Vuitton. But why is it that Nike is, is out there and is so big? It's not because of their clothes. It's not because of their prices. They're certainly not the cheapest, right? It's because they have this brand, this identity, this story that they're telling to them. And, and what we get into this as well when we talk about audience creation, right? But like when you're doing the marketing, when you can tie that story or that brand around your product or around your service of what you're about, now you give people a reason to pay attention. That makes sense? Yeah, it does. And I, I tested it myself the more i share my story the more the more like you said you attract people and the more like powerful effect it is like when i make a post for example if i add some personal touch like my story it's like much better than than without it so i definitely i definitely agree yeah. So in marketing, when you're doing, whether it's paid advertising or organic or putting out content or whatever it is, like I do marketing every single day. I put out content every single day. Well, six days a week. And then a lot of it's reshared on, you know, on Sundays or whatnot. Right. So like we put out a lot of content and in my marketing there, I'm going, okay, like I'm not trying to sell right now. I'm not trying to get you to buy my product right now. I'm trying to marketing is I'm selling you on me. I'm selling you on my story. I'm selling you on the, what I stand for. I'm telling you on my brand identity right? So like, I'm all about cash. I'm all about capitalism, right? I'm all about taking personal responsibility. I'm all about thinking for yourself. And like, you know, all, those are these, these characters, these things that I'm about, right? That I'm building my brand and I'm kind of getting into the audience and building side of things, right? But now with my products, there's got to be a reason my product exists. So what's the story behind my product? What's the thing that you're going to buy into? So if I'm advertising my product, if I'm marketing that out there to you, there's got to be a reason that this exists and not just to solve a problem. Like, yes, it solves a problem, but like, what's the story behind that? What's the message? Why are you different? Right? Why does, why can Apple charge? I don't know what these were like $250 for these stupid AirPods, right? When skull candy can barely charge 50, right? It's because of the, it's not because of the quality, right? It's not because of, it's because of the story. It's because of the, how they're, they're marketing these things. So I would say like, if you're, when you're focused on marketing, look at your overall marketing strategy and go like, what message, what are we portraying out there? Because I've done a lot of launches. I've worked with a lot of you know, advertising stuff. We've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in advertising campaigns for paid, paid stuff. And I've done 6 million followers without spending money on anything. Every single time, the, the campaigns that work the best are the ones with the story, the one with the message. Every single time. We just did a $400,000 launch uh, earlier this year. Uh, over the course of, it was like a 17 day or 19 day, something like that. And they did $400,000, right? The story was spot on. They had did that exact same product, that exact same thing a year before, before they had figured out their story and they barely got any sales whatsoever. And what do you like, is it like 
Epiphany Bridge script like Russell teaches, what do you look for in the story when you're either helping clients or if someone were to come now and ask you, okay, I have, I sell this thing, like how would you help them tie the story to the product and or service and get more sales? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So uh, is it safe to say that most of your people, like they're affiliate marketers, so they sell digital products? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So when it comes to digital products, most of us that sell digital products, courses, things like that, our ideal customer was us six months ago or us a year ago, right? Like you're selling to what you used to be because now you've you know gone past that. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. So what you're going to do is you're going to tell your story about how you figured out that solution. So let's say, for example, you're, you know, you're an affiliate marketer, right? And like, what's a product that you promote? Uh, super Affiliate Accelerator with Jacob Carries, Mastermind. And, and it like teaches people how to be affiliates? Yeah, how to do high ticket affiliate marketing. Perfect. So if I were to be selling that product and I were you, I would sit down and I'd go, okay, listen, if I know that I'm going to market to the person a year ago, that, that I was a year ago, I don't know this information that I have. I'm going to think back to that. And I'm going to go, okay, like what were the, what were the walls that I hit? What were the, what were the, like, what pain was I in? What was I trying to accomplish? What was I trying to achieve? And then I'm going to go and I'm going to tell that story to people. I'm going to say, Hey, let me back up. Right. A year ago, when I was like this, I was just like you. I had these problems. I had these fears. And then I went and I would try this thing and it didn't work. And I tried this thing. And it didn't work. And then I was like, well, what if I tried this? And then I found this, you know, this guy and he was selling this thing and here's my experience and here's how I felt. And I would tell that entire story around it. And then I would tell my underlying, like there's the element of the story of what happened to you. And then there's the element of the story of why you chose to go that route. Right. So there's the, the, the sequence of events of, I tried this thing. I, I, you know, ended up here, here are the results that I get. And then there's the second part of the story, which is how you felt and what you stood for. I did this because dang it, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to make a better life for myself. Right. Or I did this because I'm going to pay for whatever, you know, like pay off my parents' debt, or I did this because I wanted freedom to travel. Right. So there's what you did. And then there's the why or the emotion behind what you did and you need them both. So think back to those and goes, okay, if I'm good at building my brand, listen, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people that follow me, right? I'll get on interviews like them with this, with them. And they'll be like, Josh, I just love you so much, man. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. Or I've been following you forever. You're awesome. Whatever. And I'm like, why do you like, why do you pay attention to me? Almost nobody's like, oh yeah, because you're the best at audience creation, right? What I hear is like, dude, I love it because you, you, you voice your opinion in politics, man. I love it because you stand up over here. I love it because you do this. And it's like, I love it that you're a free thinker. I love that you're driven. I love that you're there. And I'm like, okay, see, that's what they're really buying into. They need the story of what you went through to make it relatable, right? But they buy into, they latch into those things that you're about, how you felt, those emotions. So if you're selling your affiliate product, yes, you're selling a product, but more importantly, you're selling the emotional attachment and connection that went with that product. You're saying like, this is how this came about. This is how I found out about this. This is why I did it. This is why I made the decision. Are you like that? Are you the person that wants to do this? And the people that are like that are going to be like, yeah, man, that's me too. And then they're going to go and they're going to pull up their wallet and they're going to buy from you. Why? Because they, they follow the logic, but they buy into that emotional state. That makes sense? 
it does. That's something I've begun to do more and more and I got more and more results. And as I listened to you speak, I was like, where were you a year ago to tell me all of this? And I knew it like, it's funny. I knew it consciously, like I consumed a lot of content, but I never implemented those stuff. But the more I shared my journey and exactly that, like going to where I was a year ago and going over the stories and the struggles and everything and being open and transparent. And the best thing is you attract people that you actually want to work with. Like you said, like people that actually like you yeah. for who it is you are. So I really love that. And let, let's, let's now dive into the last piece, uh, the audience building, brand building. I know you are the expert in, expert in that. And this is something I have realized maybe around a year ago or so. And I was like, Mind you, at the time it was about affiliate marketing, but I also realized that it's not only for the affiliate marketing, but audience is like always needed. If you want long-term success, like yes, you can make quick burst of cash, but if you're not building brand and audience along the way, you're just missing out. And you don't have to do affiliate marketing. Like when you have audience, you can monetize however you want. So... Could you give us like your top insights? Like you have a lot of experience in building audiences. So what are your top insights and tips for people who are new? Yeah, for sure. So what's interesting is when you think about audiences, I think back to like when I first got into starting growing my audience, right? I, uh, I would look around and I'd be like, okay, that person has a hundred thousand followers. They have an audience, right? That person has 10,000 followers. They're getting lots of views. They're getting lots of engagement, right? And I was like, if I could just have that, like if I could just get more members into my group, right? If I could just get more people following me, if I could just get more followers on Instagram. And so I would go and I, that's what I would go after. And I grew a Facebook group of 35,000 members and I grew Instagram accounts to hundreds of thousands of followers. And I would go and like, I could have all this success. And then I got there and I was like, I'm really not making any money. Right. Like I've got all these followers, but like, I don't really know how to make money with it. Right. And it's funny because like, you know, Russell Brunson, right. So that one of the first books that I ever picked up was dot-com secrets. I mean, and when I say I ever picked up, I mean like I hated reading. Right. And it was like, I opened up the book and it was like, Oh, right. That's like how you feel. Because I was like, my eyes were open for the first time because I was like, okay, listen, for the first time I realized that having an audience in and of itself means absolutely nothing. Right. Because if I don't know how to monetize it, or if I build the audience wrong, then I'm not going to make any, like, I'm not going to make any money or I'm going to be a slave to that audience. And so I, I had a 35,000 member Facebook group and I made some money with it. I made you know decent fun money with it or whatnot, but like I was, I, w- I had no systems in place. I was attached. I was creating content 24 hours a day. It made me just like miserable. And then I met this guy who had like 10,000 followers on Instagram. That's it. And his whole business, he had a multi six figure business just from that. No paid ads, no nothing, just from his Instagram account. I was like, dude, how'd you do that? Right? And he's like, well, I mean, I just, you know, I just pay really close attention to my audience. I built it slow, I built it steady, and I've got this thing. So I was like, oh, that's when I had this like a pivoting moment of like, okay, if I see people with a million, I met this kid one time. It's a true story, dude. He was 16 years old, I think. And he had like 16 or 17 years old. And he had like 2 million followers on Instagram. 2 million, right? Right. And I was like, dude, you got to be rolling. Right. Like, I mean, this dude, you're sick. You got to be so rich or whatever. Right. And he was making like five to $700 a month. That was it. That was all he was making. 
I was like, what the, what? He's like, dude, I've tried selling him everything or not. Now, granted, I'm sure he was having a better, you know, could have had a better marketer, but like, it was just fan accounts. It was just like random followers. Like there was no brand, there was no audience, there was no meaning, there was no purpose. So you try to sell him stuff and they'd be like, okay, whatever, like cool, right? And so I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to literally go through, I've got to figure out, I've got to figure out like what audience I want to build first. And I've got to go out there and say like, who is it that I actually want to attract? What's my message? And so I follow a framework. I call it the audience hacking framework, okay? Because like, keep in mind, I've grown six, over 6 million followers all organically. We did it by leveraging other people's audiences, all right? So step number one is like, you've got to figure out what your message is. And your message is like, who do you want to attract? What stories are you going to tell them? Why are they there? Like, figure that out. Figure out what your messaging, your branding is going to, not like your branding, like logos and colors, not any of that. Like, I'm talking about like, what are you going to be about? Like, what's your message about? Why are you here? Where are you going? Like, things like that. Like, that's step number one. Because if you have that, then there's a reason for people to stick around. And that's what I noticed, like, all these people were having. So I went, I shut down a 30,000 member Facebook group. I got rid of all of my Instagram accounts, right? Because it was just wrong. And then I went in and I said, okay, like, this is what I'm going to grow. And I started to think different theory. Now, I don't have 30,000 unique listeners every single month of the podcast, right? I don't. I have several thousand, right? But I don't have 30,000 anymore. And I make more money off of those people because I have the right messaging and the right branding around it, right? Like I land 10 to $25,000 clients on the regular from Think Different Theory because of like the branding and the messaging or whatnot. So the first thing is like, you've got to get that down because you can have a massive audience. But if you don't have a, a message that you're about, then guess what? Nobody's going to buy from you. Nobody's going to follow you. Nobody, it doesn't matter. Make sense? So that's the first thing. It does. The second thing is that I'm like, all right, well, if I know who my audience is and see, this is a big problem with people. And, and I go back to when I had this 35,000 member Facebook group, people would ask me all the time, like, what type of people are in your group? And I was like, I honestly have no idea. Like, I assume they're entrepreneurs, right? Like, it's called social media for entrepreneurs. So cool. Like, I guess that's, I guess that's probably what they are. Like, I had no idea who they were. And so when I wanted to go grow my audience, I was like, well, I don't even know where they are. I don't know who they are. Like, I just happened to grow these followers because, you know, like, I did a bunch of interviews or whatnot. Like, they were just random. But once I went and I got my messaging clear with Think Different Theory, I was like, okay. I don't have a massive Facebook group anymore. I don't have a massive budget to be able to spend on ads. I started you know, my podcast a year and a half ago. So how do I go out and get followers? So I would literally go and I would make out a list of all the places where I knew my ideal audience was going to be hanging out. And so step number two of like audience hacking is you got to figure out the location, the location of where your ideal customer is and where you want them to be. So for me, that was a podcast. For you, maybe it's a Facebook group or an Instagram account or a YouTube channel, right? It's like, okay, that's where I want them to be. Now, where are they? What YouTubes are they watching or what channels are they watching? What podcasts are they subscribed to or whatever? And I made out this list of like a hundred different people and I went and I hit them all up and I was like, Hey, can I do podcast interviews on your podcast? Will you let me on your show? Like, let's do a thing together. And I shared my story. I shared my message and I got like a, probably 25 of them to let me on there. And then I went from like a couple of hundred downloads to like uh, over a hundred thousand downloads in the first year of the podcast without spending one single penny on, ep on, on, um, on, uh, advertising, not one penny right? On ads. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I got over a hundred thousand downloads in the first year. Why? I, it's not because I had a massive email list. It was not because I, I didn't right at the time. I have a much bigger email list now, but it's because I understood where my audience was hiding and I literally went and met them there. And then I literally gave them like, I was like, Hey, here's my message. If you want more of that, come over here. 
right? Like come over here to my Facebook group, come over here to my podcast. And like, that's what you need to do. It's like, what's your message? Where are they at? How can I put my message over there? And how can I bring them back in? Does that make sense? It does, man, it does. Yeah, so like those are the first two steps. And then, and then it's like, I'll, I'll just run through the last couple here quickly is number three is content. You gotta decide what content you're gonna provide. Are you gonna do podcasts? Are you gonna do you know video content or audio content or written content or picture content? Or like what type of content, long, short? storytelling, humorous, like, like what type of content are you going to do? And then number four is that you need uh, an offer. And this is a really big misconception for a lot of people. A lot of people think that you grow an audience and then you sell them something. No, you grow an audience by selling them something. And the reason I say that is because like, you got to think like people think, I want you to think about something, man. Think about the hobbies that you're interested in right now. Like give me one thing that you like to do in your spare time. Going to the gym. You go to the gym. Do you pay money to go to the gym? Yeah. Yeah. And you probably buy some gym clothes too, huh? Yeah. Right. And right. So you spend money there. Why? Because you're interested in that thing. So now when you think about your customer, your customer is interested in whatever it is that you're doing. Your follower is interested in the topic that you're in. So there's people out there right now that are interested in affiliate marketing right now. And so now you go and you launch this audience and they're like, I really like this guy. I really like what you're saying. And then you never sell them anything. Guess what they're going to go do? They're going to go to the next person that's selling them something. Because if Nike didn't sell you clothes, you'd go to Adidas. If Adidas didn't sell you clothes, you'd go to the next one, right? You are already going to spend your money. So, and so is your customer. So you've got to put that offer out there to make them stick around, to get them to pay attention to you. So you need your message, you need your location, you need your content, and then you need an offer. And you got to make that offer in alignment with your message. And when you do that, now people buy into the message, they buy into the offer, and they're super, super excited to be and stay around you. And when you do that, now you become profitable and you can scale really, really quickly. Make sense? Yeah, it does. And I love that. And I love the part about the message. I just read the, uh, today, actually, this guy was posting like, uh, websites don't sell, landing pages sell. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, messaging sells. And yeah, for, for someone who is a bit newer, maybe just stepping into affiliate marketing and they're like, I don't know my message. I don't know. I, I have this product. I want to promote it. And like, I'm clueless. What would you tell them? Like how to go about developing or crafting their messaging and what should they pay attention to? Yeah. So uh, if I were a complete beginner, like just getting into this for the first time, here's what I would tell you. Well, first off, I would say, give them your affiliate link to dot-com secrets, expert secrets, and traffic secrets. All right. Like those are the books you need, especially expert secrets. Okay. But I would say like, focus on your story. You don't think your story is interesting, but I don't think my story is that interesting. And people look at me all the time and they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I don't know. I hang like Russell Brunson's like issue. I'm trying to impress. My story seems kind of dumb. And guess what? to somebody that has never touched affiliate marketing before, to your ideal customer, like your story is interesting, right? To somebody, your story is interesting. You just got to figure out how to tell it correctly. So like, if you open up, if you get vulnerable, if you allow yourself to be honest with yourself and go, okay, like what fears did I have? Why am I doing this? What's driving me? That's where I always start with my, with my clients. I'm like, what drives you? Because chances are you a year ago, that also drove you there. And that's what's driving those people. So like, Go like, okay, what is my message? What's my story? Like, why am I doing this? Why affiliate marketing? If it's to make money, great, own that. Be like, yo, I do affiliate marketing because I want to get rich, right? I want to go have freedom. Like, if that's your messaging, if that's what you want to do, own it, right? But like, if you're like, man, I don't want to go get rich. Like, I'm just just there to make some extra money so I can have some extra spending money. There's people out there like that too, right? So they're going to relate to that. 
So like, don't be someone you're not. Start with your own story, share your own journey, your own struggles, what you went through, just be honest with people and then show them how your product that you're selling came in and changed your life if you're an affiliate marketer or why you think this product is great and why this product solves that specific problem and fills those exact needs. And then you're going to be able to go out there and, and, and get better and better at your message. But like, that's like, that's my advice. I love that, man. All right. I want to be mindful of your time. I know you're super busy. You had some emergencies. So uh, could you could you share with the listeners where they can find you and connect with you online? And again, we will have every link at affiliatejourney.co slash Josh. So go over there and connect with him wherever he tells you. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. Well, dude, first off, thank you so much for having me on here. This is a great interview. You asked some really good questions. Um, thinkdifferenttheory.com slash listen is uh, how to listen to my podcast. If you go to thinkdifferenttheory.com, you can get it there as well. But slash listen is like, it pulls it up and you can select your favorite platform. So if you're like, I listen on iTunes or Spotify or whatever. Uh, and then all like all the podcast episodes will be there. We have over 200 episodes. We've interviewed some big, big names like Steve Larson and Russell Brunson. Like they both been on there. Um, some su- super big affiliate marketer Spencer Meekum was just on there. Big affiliate marketer, stuff like that. Um, so check that out. And then in the description of all of that, um, there's my Facebook group, my Instagram account, my sales guide, my mindset guide, like all my freebies are in every episode. Just go down there, click on one. They'll all be down uh, there, especially on the newer ones. And then if you want to get in touch with me, the best way to do that is on Instagram. Uh, hit me up at Josh 40, just my name. Uh, shoot me a DM and I usually get back to him within uh, one to two days. At least I try. That's awesome. Thanks for that, man. And you heard a man. So go over there and connect with him. And I can't recommend his podcast highly enough. I was listening to like past, I think past couple of months, I started listening more and more. You usually hit up live when I'm working something and you usually distract me. So yeah, thank you for that. But (laughs) (laughs) connect with Josh. Don't forget to subscribe on both podcasts. And until next time, goodbye everyone. Josh, thanks for coming, man. And thanks for your time, brother. You got it, man. Thanks. Peace out. All right, everyone, thank you so much for listening and sticking to the end. I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. I just love this episode. I love the value Josh has delivered. And again, if you want to connect with him, go at affiliatejourney.co slash Josh. You can over there find some of my links as well. Connect with me. And in the meantime, I hope you'll crush it and achieve your goals as soon as possible. Don't forget to subscribe and don't forget to leave us a review. And until next week, cheers for your success.